Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, and we've got a big show straight ahead for you. We're going to get into the biggest stories of the day. Julio Rosas from townhall.com is here, also Dr. Gina Loudon, and a very compelling story from Sharon Pierce, a former student at Plaza College. All straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. A very busy uh, Thursday uh, underway, and we've got a huge show for you coming up. Uh, we will hear from Dr. Gina Loudon a little bit later. Uh, Texas legislature has banned transgender surgeries for children in that state. Uh, get some reaction on the health front uh, with that. We're also going to talk to uh, someone, you know, one of our uh, brilliant sponsors is Plaza College, and uh, they have an incredible school for court reporting. We're going to talk to someone who has been through that program a little bit later on, and maybe you've got a new career ahead of you that you never even thought about having before. That's the story of Sharon Pierce. She'll be with us uh, before we're done. And also, uh, I want to get to Julio Rojas, uh, who was uh, before one of those Senate subcommittees this week, or uh, one of the House subcommittees this week, testifying as to what he experienced when he covered the Antifa riots uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd shootings. And he literally has more time covering riots than most of the rest of the news media combined. And he got called out by a silver spooned um, Congressman uh, Goldman from New York yesterday. And he he, he challenged him appropriately. Uh, Mr. Rojas uh, Rosas did. Uh, in response to Mr. Goldman's uh, challenge, uh, he he came up with a brilliant uh, response, and uh, we're, we'll talk about some of that. But I want to get to the latest. You know, there are a lot of hearings going on on Capitol Hill these days. In fact, that's just about all that the House of Representatives is up to because they don't have a Senate that they can work with. So they're investigating everything. And FBI whistleblowers have come forward in recent days, uh, establishing a number of of uh, precedents that I don't think people have ever uh, really known about, but the FBI targeted pro-life groups, Catholics, and parents attending school board meetings with investigations in an effort to inflate the sense that they were a domestic terrorism threat, this according to brand new whistleblowers coming forward from the FBI. House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan detailed the reports in a Thursday morning news conference just minutes before three FBI whistleblowers were scheduled to testify before the committee. Jordan described the allegations from the whistleblowers that the FBI's Washington, D.C. office pressured the rest of the organization toward a political agenda. 
Uh, here's the quote. If you're a parent attending a school board meeting, if you're a pro-lifer praying at a clinic, or you're a Catholic simply going to mass, you are a target of the government, a target of the FBI, Jordan said, adding that officials attempted to inflate their investigations to treat them as domestic and violent extremism cases. Jordan says his committee spoke with over two dozen FBI whistleblowers in compiling the report. Three of those are scheduled to testify publicly before the, the committee before Thursday is over. The whistleblowers also faced backlash from the FBI after speaking out, they say. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates from Florida also detailed whistleblower claims that the Washington, D.C. field office is the source of much of the rot within the organization. He said a lot of the rot the committee has learned emerges out of headquarters, out of the Washington field office, uh, and described uh, one whistleblower described the conflict that uh, existed as the Washington field office put pressure on other field offices around the country to engage in law enforcement work without predication. Uh, without predication is the entire basis of what the FBI did with the, the President Trump. They they just got exposed for by Special uh, Investigator Durham. Special Investigator Durham said concluded in his FBI report that they went to work investigating President Trump and his connections with Russia in the collusion narrative that was being put forward in, in 2016 without predication, meaning they had no evidence. They had no one to come forward and say this is what was happening. They had no proof. They had no phone records. They didn't have anything that tied anything to anything. Completely without predication, they launched that investigation to try to find something to get President Trump with, at the time, candidate Trump. And even after he was elected, they continued to do it. They went after General Flynn. They went after National Security Advisor uh, Katie McFarland. They went after all of these people. They went after them relentlessly. And what did the report say? Without predication, meaning they had nothing to base it on. Zilch. Zero. And it sounds like from the whistleblowers that have come forward, and I thank God for these whistleblowers. These guys are the ones I said all along over the last couple of years. I love the boot kickers in the FBI, the day-to-day the -day field agents, the guys that are out there conducting the investigations and having to do the work. I like those guys. I don't like the leadership that is up on the seventh floor. That group, the Jim Comey's and those guys, they were all bad. I don't know that Christopher Ray is is all that good, but he seems to have corrected some of those wrongs. But anyway, without predication, they do this to Trump for four years. They they just go after him relentlessly. They try to throw everything they can at him. And now whistleblowers from the FBI are coming forward to say that without predication, pro-lifers, church-going people, um, pro-life groups uh etc that that they're all they're all in on it they're this is all without predication they're going after those people too and i have to ask the question when do we at some point in time as the american people say uh wait a minute this is way overboard you're not allowed to do that it's not the same thing as having evidence against somebody that happens to be a pro-lifer and they go and they and they get involved it, that happens to be a completely different thing but what we are seeing now what we are witnessing 
is without predication, without evidence, without even an, you know, a charge, without even an indictment. They are just going after people that are pro-life, parents that are attending school board meetings, or people that just go to church. This is the secret police. This is the this is the KGB. This is this is the dead of night, drag you out of your house in, you know, Cold War era Soviet style, put a bullet in your head and forget you ever existed. It, we're not there all the way, but this is the starting of it. And so these 12 whistleblowers that have come forward and told their stories, we, we need to we need to be very thankful for them. And we need to be very thankful and prayerful for Jim Jordan and the others that are holding these investigations because they're not making people happy. The, the DOJ and the FBI brass, none of these people are happy that they are being made to look like KGB agents. And yet that's what they are. That's, that's how they've been acting, I should say. And I'm, I'm so thankful that some of these whistleblowers have come forward. But just to met, they did it to President Trump. For three years, they, they said, yeah, he colluded with Russia. Russia helped him rig the election. Actually, the FBI helped Hillary Clinton in the election of 2016 because they went along with all this stuff. They said that this was all this was all fact and Durham's investigation proved it wasn't. And they've and they've corrupted the, the process, at least in favor of one party and against another. And friends, that's not America. That's not what you and I are thinking of. Be careful. Pro-life groups, church-goer, church-going people, parents just going to school board meetings. The FBI wants to make you an extremist, and they worked very hard to try to make that message come true. I'm Kevin McCullough. we got a big show. Don't go anywhere. champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. 
they were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Um, we, in attempting to cover as many different things as we do, oftentimes on the day that something is occurring, uh, we, we might miss one of the big stories of that day. And a couple of days ago, uh, before uh, Congress, I, I did miss um, a very important appearance by townhall.com's own Julio Rosas. Now, if you uh, read Town Hall. Uh, you know that I, I published there on Sunday and have been for about 150 years. But Julio came to the Town Hall uh, fold just before, right around the time that um, the riots were breaking out nationwide. And he was recently asked to come to Congress to explain some of uh, what he had seen. And he joins us now to discuss that experience. Julio, thanks for being back with us. Um, and I remember when you started reporting for Town Hall because it you were like Superman. You were in Seattle one night and New York the next in Washington, D.C. and then Minneapolis. Like I just I was trying to put, you know, uh, pins on a map like everywhere you were in filing stories from. But it was that year and a half that those, you know, post George Floyd riots broke out that we really did see kind of the bare teeth of a group called Antifa and what Black Lives Matter essentially was being uh, driven by because Antifa was functionally the the engine or the guts of that entire movement. Um, how were you received with your testimony on Capitol Hill? Well, for the people that actually cared to hear what I had to say, it was received very well because I'm a subject matter expert on this. I, I've been to more cities and towns in 2020 than I, than I can count. And um, Really, I mean, this, you know, the issue of far left violence is, is a big issue because 2020 was just filled with it. I mean, the only really example in terms of, you know, mass chaos on the right was the next year on January 6th. 
and that was one day and you know we we're trying to like do one or the other but in terms of just i mean sheer numbers uh you know the blm and people ride certainly were more than than what happened on january 6th in terms of i guess quantity but it seems to me that the left is almost I- incapable of having a rational discussion about even looking at the two at the differences between the two, because we've heard more about January 6th from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer over the last uh, three years than we heard at all about the riots that followed George Floyd, except, you know, perhaps in a sketch where someone on SNL stands in front of an exploding fire behind them and says it's mostly peaceful. I mean, it, it really was. Uh, cartoonish if it wasn't so tragic the way that the left and the media worked together to really you know s- you know silence that story yeah and, and that's why town hall sent me to all these places because we couldn't rely on the mainstream media to accurately retell what was happening and so yeah. it was to myself and a handful of others you know the riot squad essentially to the travel the country and and you know we couldn't be in two places at once as much as I wanted to be but it, it was, I mean, it was a very difficult time for the nation. And yet, because of who was perpetuating it, the, we couldn't have an actual debate or even a discussion on how to address it. Because, well, if you were against it, you were racist. So what was the purpose of the subcommittee hearing that they asked you to appear before? What is that subcommittee looking into? Uh, looking basically into how the Antifa groups operate, um, and 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 the funny thing is, it, it's not rocket surgery. Uh, you know, they they are small cell units. They are decentralized. Uh, you know, predominantly uh, centralized in the Pacific Northwest, but there's also some in D.C., Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, any of the big cities. Um, and and when they, when they when they're able to unify over an event or over an issue. Uh, they can they can cause a lot of damage, and so uh, I told them that we don't necessarily need anything new from Congress. The laws just need to be enforced. I mean, you know, I mean that just seems to be an issue across the country, not just dealing with Antifa, but we talk about just regular criminals. Right. Uh, you know, if if you if you have people that are willing to arrest them and actually take them to court for serious crimes, um, you're going to put a mass, massive dent in their operational capabilities. And so that's why that's why I told Congress. How how were your comments and your observations received? Uh, well, I, I'm assuming you're alluding to uh, Congressman Daniel Goldman. Yes. Um, well, so for him, he 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 took the issue that I was contradicting, uh, con- uh, contradicting the the FBI director on on his old quote on saying that Antifa is you know more of an ideology and not a an organization. And he was saying, you know, how dare, you know, Julio Rosas, whoever this guy is, is going to counter, you know, contradict the uh, the FBI director. And of course, my response is yes, because I actually know more about Antifa than the FBI director. And also, the fact that he was trying to uphold the FBI as some uh, an, an unimpeachable uh, source of truth at this particular moment uh, that, shows his hubris yeah. and, and or lack of. Uh, reading the room capability that that does speak uh, very candidly of uh, some blind spots there um the the interesting thing about what you just said though julio is that we do have um at least in one political party a willingness to live with this violence a willingness to allow it to perpetrate and grow uh, a willingness to even utilize it when it benefits their political viewpoint from time to time what does how does that strike you when we're talking about a nation that is at the crossroads that we're at right now? 
Well, it's just that they're full of it. And, you know, I hate to say, you know, I hate to, you know, fall into the, you know, I'll look at the hypocrisy of the Democrats. because I mean, No, but I guess I'm asking it. bigger picture. But, like, are you concerned that but, the country is in a situation where where something if 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 the if the event was cataclysmic enough, are these forces that are willing to look the other way and let this stuff happen? Could it break out in a civil war from where you sit? Well, yeah. So the reason why I do highlight the you know the Democrats because it, it, you're right. It, it it puts us in a very dangerous path. I mean, we are on a dangerous path, and I I, I put that in my testimony in my opening statement. But you know, I said I don't know where we're headed, but if we if, if the judicial system and law enforcement doesn't take the far left threat seriously, something like the 20, the outcome of the 2024 presidential election can spark another wave of violence that we might not come back from. And that's very concerning because for, for a while in 2020, towards the end, I thought we weren't going to come back from that because everyone says, you know, it was a summer of love, you know, jokingly, but it wasn't just the summer. It went well into November. I was covering riots as far as November and even before, you know, before January 6th. So in January 6th, honestly, you know, those two aren't separate. It's, it's the same tangent in the sense that people saw that if you create enough violence, you can kind of get what you want. So, of course, people on the other side are going to react to that if they feel that they're being wrong. And that's not that's not that's not justifying it. I'm just saying that when you when the nation put up with so much violence in 2020, of course, people on the, you know, the extremes on the other side are going to say, well, then now we're going to go ahead and do the same thing because why, why, why wouldn't you? Do we have, as best as you can determine, do we have a real understanding of how many people died in the Antifa riots and what level of damage there was property-wise? It, it was in the dozens. I, I it, it kind of fluctuates because, again, it depends on the time period because, again, most people think about the summer. Um, but it, it, it went beyond that. So, and, and really, it's almost incalculable because the, the high crime in terms of murders that we've seen post you know, 2020 that that's also the same thing be, yeah. because police departments were at first defunded so you know money was then put back to deal with the high crime but now police departments are understaffed so of course you know when you have a whole movement that's demonizing police and lauding criminals of course now the, the regular criminal element is going to be emboldened to go out and do their acts and that's why we're seeing kind of the, the low intensity or low intensity chaos that's plaguing our streets yeah, in no. major cities. So so I view the, the murder rates, crime rates today all tied back to 2020. That, that it's, it's, it's related to that. Yeah, no, I, that, that makes total sense. Julio Rosas of townhall.com, thank you for sharing your insights with us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. The true location Kevin of Simon, interviewing modern day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. 
Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you back with us and always glad to be able to have Dr. Gina Loudon join us, uh, particularly when it comes to matters of uh, health. And uh, Dr. Gina, this um, last week, the state of Texas is getting a lot of criticism from other parts of the country because they have now uh, put into law Senate Bill 14 which bans uh, puberty blockers, hormone treatments, and surgeries for underage children as it pertains to transgendering minors uh, from one sex to the other, or as I guess some uh, health professionals uh, refer to it as to one of another 57 genders. Um, You have three, in essence, three degrees in um, human behavior and the issue of how uh, psychology impacts the life of children and and human beings. And I'm just curious, as you watch this debate and now this law take effect in Texas, what has been your reaction to it? Well, I think it's 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 a shame, Kevin. Honestly, that we need something like that. I mean, this is this is something we shouldn't be doing to our children. We shouldn't even be considering experimenting on our children, the most innocent, the most vulnerable. And it, you know, 
when you read this stuff, it really does smack of Mengele and Nazi Germany. And you hate to ever evoke those sort of historical, um, you know, inferences. But why are we doing this to our children? If full-grown adults want to transition, that's their business. But to impose this on children when the long-term effects actually have been studied on adults, and they're extremely dangerous and treacherous with a 20% or 200% increase in suicide, among other things. Um, it really makes you wonder why we are, what's wrong with the society in general that would even need for states to pass laws to protect them. You know, it's interesting, Dr. Gina, and you brought up the suicide statistic. And I know that that statistic is correct that you just said, because I've I've looked at this for a long, long time. And of course, adult transitioning uh, has had massive problems with it. I mean, you've got you've had a number of people that have gone all the way through. They've gone all the way through the surgery, and then they decided this isn't what I wanted, and they've tried to detransition. Children are doing the same thing. Uh, Kelsey Bowler, the Independent Women's Forum, are documenting it in a series, a brilliant series called Identity Crisis. Friends, you can see it on their website for free if you go over and and look at it. But Dr. Gina, it seems to me that when we know the difficulty that adults are having in, de- in coping with it, we would be naive to think that children that are prepubescent haven't really understood how their body works, what it's best made for, et cetera, et cetera. But what's really sinister about it is that, and I've, I saw some, some uh, people advocating this on social media just this last weekend, actually using the suicide threat that if you don't let kids transition, that they are more likely to commit suicide. They're actually using what in long-term they will struggle with, but they're actually using that as the threat to blackmail parents and to get them scared into starting the, uh, starting the process. You know, my co-host on television, Miranda Kahn, who's an amazing human being, her daughter, her daughter, sorry, her sister uh, suicided. And so she's very involved with that whole suicide community. And I myself did um, the practicum, I believe, for my first master's degree. Um, in, uh, I'm working in that population on a suicide hotline. And I heard suicides happen on the suicide hotline and all the rest. Um, one of the one of the things we're hearing the most these days is this lie that's being perpetuated that if you don't just hands off, leave your children alone, let them develop into whatever they want to be, um, whatever sort of dysphoria they have, you just go ahead and accommodate that, right? Um, then your child is going to be more likely to commit suicide. And that is an absolute flat out blatantly disprovable lie, okay, that you can find with data. If anybody wants to Google my name, Gina Loudon, or even just Dr. Gina with the word uh, trans. I think I think I probably any any of the trans words right would work. Transgender, um, anything. Yeah. Um. I've written extensively about this, and I can tell. And this was a long time ago, by the way, that I wrote about all this. I was hoping to before have- before all of this had gotten to the hot spot that it is now. Way before this is back in like 2011 to 2015 that I was writing these things, um, because I thought it was such a terrible threat to our children and our society um, that we would even be looking at this. And as we were, by the way, passing gay marriage and warning that it would be a slippery slope, like you were, like I was, like many of us were who've been in this fight for a long time, the OG, as I like to call us, um, we were we saw this coming. And we said this is slippery slope. In fact, we've been saying that since abortion, right? 
um, since we woke up to the atrocity of abortion and, and Roe versus Wade, um, that it was a slippery slope to a lot of cultural demise. Uh, but this especially is, an, is a direct result of passing a gay marriage bill, which most of my friends who are gay who said that we didn't even need that bill. That was a ridiculous bill that it was all about the slippery slope. And now we see that that is exactly true. Yeah. Well, you, you said it better than I could. Dr. Gina Loudon, always appreciate your insights. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. You got your it. Audience. Foreman is the heavyweight champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. uh, And she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org.
it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough. We have the opportunity, uh, and I'm very grateful for it, to be sponsored by Plaza College and what they are doing by way of helping people discover um, a new career that pertains to the legal arena. It uh, It's not law school. You're not going to, to, to prepare and to try the case. But if you talk to any attorneys, as Imran has said many times on this show, maybe the most important person besides the judge in the entire courtroom is that stenographer, that court reporter that is uh, capturing all that is uh, happening there in just uh, a few keystrokes, in <laughs> just a matter of seconds. Uh, and we are very honored to have Sharon Pierce with us, uh, a, a real-time stenographer, freelance, uh, started uh, court reporting school at uh, Plaza College in September of 2012, what, what is now Plaza College, uh, and passed her last 225 words per minute test in August of 2013. Uh, and she's gone on to do great things as a court reporter since then. Sharon, welcome. It's good to have you. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. You got it. I, I recently watched um, a YouTube of you telling your story, and I was so impressed with what you said finding court reporting did for you. And I'm just wondering if you could recount where you were before you found court reporting. Um, thank you so much. Yes, I uh, before I found court reporting, I had no idea what stenography was. I had never watched Law and Order. I had never stepped foot into a courtroom. Um, and I really was kind of lost in my life. I dropped out of three colleges and I was kind of doing all these odd jobs. And eventually my parents and my boyfriend, um, they kept pushing me to maybe try court reporting because they were telling me that I type so fast and that I'm really good at English. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a try. It was kind of like a last resort for and, me. Can I just in interrupt yeah. here? You're good at English okay. and it wasn't your first language which anyone that listening is, to you would never know that, but it was, <laughs> that's impressive. Correct. Yes. Hebrew was actually my very first language. I didn't learn English until I was around five. Um, and I also played piano, which I think also very much helped with my dexterity for the keys. So I said, fine, I will give it a try. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Um, and from the first day of class, I just completely fell in love with it. It became just a complete passion of mine, and I discovered that I actually have a gift. Yeah. Well, in, come across. when you were telling your story, and you just touched on it here briefly, you said you dropped out of three different colleges. You described correct. yourself as being kind of lost in that season of your life. That's correct. And in court reporting, it, 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 un, it opened up something for you. That's right. It was something where I could harness the skills that I didn't even know that I had. Um, I just I didn't really enjoy school before that. I studied art. I studied psychology and my GPA was so low that I had to eventually enroll in Queensboro Community College. And I just wasn't finding that I was passionate about anything that I was studying. Hmm. And when I started court reporting school, everything just kind of clicked. I was, it was just fascinating to me. It was like an art, like a science. I was good at it. And I just developed this insane passion about it. And I just kept going. I put my mind and my soul into it and practiced all day, every day. It became my new obsession. Now and you completed the program in just a little over a year. Is that typical for court reporting? 
Um, I actually completed it a little under a year in about 11 months, um, which is not typical. Um, it usually takes about two years, maybe a little over. Everyone completes it at their own pace. It depends what you have going on in life. Uh, but I was just, I also had a wonderful teachers that um, found my gift before I even did. They discovered how talented I was and kind of pushed me to continue practicing and um, I was devoted to doing real time right from school, which is extremely important to having clean, fast writing. And I also just put in a lot of hard work. There is absolutely no replacement for hard work. I yeah, practiced no, that's... three hours a day, wow. seven days a week. I didn't miss one day of school ever. Any day that was optional to go in, I went in. I was living, breathing that machine all day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> it really, it really did become a passion. Um, yes. What would you tell people that are, maybe they don't feel as lost as you did at that point in time. Maybe they haven't fallen in with, you know, bad people around them or whatever, but maybe they're just dissatisfied with what they're doing for a living or where they're at. Um, it was a, it was a restart for you. It was a new start for you. Would you encourage others that are at any stage of life that are kind of feeling that way to give it a try? Absolutely. And I say that because it is one of the most lucrative careers that I had ever stumbled upon that I had no idea even existed. And if you really put a lot of time and energy and work into it, you will reap the benefits like no college can ever give you, honestly. Wow. Um, what, what all kinds of court reporting or stenography have you done? Um, so I have worked per diem in court, in federal court, Southern District Federal Court, actually in Manhattan. Um, I did a little bit of CART, which is providing captions um, for the deaf or the um, hearing impaired. Okay. Uh, but what I fell in love with the most was freelance because I really enjoyed having my own schedule, making my own hours. I really enjoyed every day being different, different location, different people. Yeah. That would seem uh -huh. to be quite, quite exciting. What would you say yes. about Plaza College and the um, faculty and the feeling that, that kids have going through the program at that school specifically? Uh, well, a big part of it is um, I'm very, very grateful to have been enrolled in a brick and mortar school because I feel like that is slowly, unfortunately, going away in a lot of places. So you, if you do have the opportunity and also have the opportunity to be in a place where it really does feel like home and the faculty cares tremendously about you and they all want to see you succeed. Plaza College is the place yeah. to be and to study court reporting. Every single person that I've talked to that has been a part of Plaza College says the same thing. Contact Plaza College and uh, check it out today. Here's here's the link. It's plazacollege.edu, plazacollege.edu and uh, click the, the link on court reporting and get get the free information and then start down your journey. Who knows, maybe you'll un, uh, undiscover a passion that has been uh, undiscovered in you until now. Kevin McCullough, coming right back.
champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough glad to have you with us there seems to be continued genuine confusion in the uh mind of some of the people that are responsible in government particularly uh, some that are associated with the white house as to the purpose of parenting and children uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the uh, White House uh, press secretary, speaking this weekend at an LGBTQ plus event, uh, saying that uh, the children belong to all of us, not to their parents. There are more than 600 pieces of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation out there. A few hundred of them are anti-trans communities. And that matters because we have to call that out. And we've never seen this level. It's historic in the number of pieces of legislation. And I've met a lot of parents of trans kids in the past couple of months who have told me this, these devastating stories, whether they're in Texas or Oklahoma or wherever they are, saying how they now have to seriously consider leaving their state to protect their child. And that's something that we have to call out and continue to be very clear about that these are kids. These are our kids. They belong to all of us. Actually, they don't. And that's uh, part of the entire issue here. Uh, while Corinne Jean-Pierre wants to lament the idea that um, some children who would like to identify as trans may not live in states where that's looked favorably upon, uh, you don't get to take children away from families because of it. And that's what she's in essence trying to say is that the state, the smart people, the, the people that are with the highfalutin titles and uh, positions, that they know more than parents who are working through that issue with their child uh, and don't believe all of the garbage coming out that there are 57 genders and that the only way to help children that may have some sort of um, anxiety or pain in their life is to call them a name other than what they were given at birth and to pretend that their sex is something other than what it is. That That's not helping anybody. And you know that it's not because the countries that these people look to, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the president, they all look to Europe as like the, 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 you know, what the optimum could be for America, the kind of godless states of Europe. Um, even they have abandoned the uh, mass transitioning of kids. Uh, in in the in terms of sexual matters, because they saw that it was producing very very bad results, and it's we're starting to see it here. So she doesn't know what she's talking about, and she doesn't get to lay a finger on anybody's children. Corinne uh, Jean Pierre, if you want kids, go have your own and raise them. Unless you don't think you were created to be able to do that. And then that's an issue you're going to have to take up with the Almighty. I'm Kevin McCullough. Thanks for being here. We will see you next time.